Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 22nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. Another, uh, another L on Sunday. Tough, tough run. Tough, tough run here through March. Westy, Andy Dalton. I mean, I, I would take the Westy stuff as a positive. I feel terrible. The Illinois, though. There's just yeah, it's there's no more chances. You're one and done in the in the big yeah. dance. But I mean, that's the way the big dance is. You, you sometimes you get hot and you get make a run. Other times you don't. And they ran into a good team and they were the loyal outplayed kicked the shit out of them. I mean, it was it, like there's nothing you can take away other than they got their ass kicked. It seemed to be an unbiased, unanimous. Opinion on Twitter that Loyola was just a ridiculous eight seed masquerading as like a, a three seed or four. The, the seeding was all off for both teams, you know. Well, it's, it's such a strange thing when somebody like they have that Ken Palm advanced analytics that a team's ninth yeah. in the Ken Palm rankings right. and they're an eight seed. Right. And it's totally the, you know, the committee does this shit to put in state. And you're in a situation where you're the big school in Illinois and you, the other school has nothing to lose. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> Did you see the official March Madness or NCAA tweeted something like Kane of Illinois and, um, or Illinois Canes or team of Illinois, whatever they were. And the spot, and it was against the outline of Indiana. They had the wrong state on the graphic. This is the official Twitter account of, of uh, this is like the PGA Tour tweeting out you know videos of Patrick Reed shoveling his way you know around but it, yeah it just it was amusing I'm sorry I'm sorry the, it seems like it's it was okay. never close though it wasn't like a three pointer yeah at the well they turned kick. over that is exactly what we talked about they turned the ball over they make free throws they didn't shoot many free throws and they turned the ball over so yep. you know this loyal is fucking good yeah that, that team is really good so. Yep. It is what it is. All right. It'll be uh, May next year. Yeah. But. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, so it's Sunday. It's all good. I'm worse for the wear. You might be physically ailing. It sounds like you ran into the door or something like that. Um, the golf yeah. was terrible. Ran, ran into a glass door. Bad. <laughs> like, really bad. Like, you know, have you? I hope. Have you ever walked into a glass door like walking full speed? I don't think so, but I could have. I don't know how it happened. I just—I don't even understand how it happened. Were you looking but, at like, your my phone? My face hurts. No, no, I was turning to. <laughs> I was like turning to yell back into yeah, the house. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just—I thought I came in that door, but I didn't. And I just <laughs> smoked. So, smoked my face. We're, like, we're, I'm sorry. The worst was that people saw it happen, <laughs> so they were all laughing at me. 
walking wounded here Sunday night and the golf tournament. I mean, I, if we're being honest and not hyperbolic, I think it's maybe the worst, most worst tournament I can recall on, you know, 10 years covering the PGA tour. And by worst, I mean, just blah, uneventful, no pop, no pop, nothing, absolutely nothing. Horrendous. Nothing to take away from Matt no Jones. Controversy, <laughs> no controversy, no challenge, no. And this is not a slight of Matt Jones. Matt Jones's play, the Honda Classic, not even a slight to the course. There just nothing <laughs> happened this week, and it was terrible. It was awful. And you know, this is a podcast that delights in talking more about, I don't know, Jason Scrivener more than Tiger Woods. Or Rory, like we don't need the big names to be at the top. We like the Sanderson, the 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 Chitty Matcha. This, this that's not the issue. The lack, of, just nothing was interesting. It was terrible that we couldn't. It was just, and the tour's been on a run. Hey, it's been great since Phoenix. Maybe I guess almost every week, every Sunday has felt like we want to be watching and locked in. This from first ball in the air Thursday morning. The last putt in the cup Sunday just sucked. No juice. Terrible. And I can't remember one being like that where I can't even get a crumbs out of it. But we'll talk about it, I guess. I mean, are you in agreement with me on that? It was bad. Well, Garrett Morrison tweeted something like, you know, tell me something interesting about the Honda Classic on Saturday. And I I was flipping back and forth between the basketball. Yeah. And, uh... I was like watching it, and I literally I saw somebody commented. I stare. I thought about this for a good minute, and I couldn't come up with anything. And I I was sitting there legitimately thinking really hard about what's interesting, and I came up with nothing. <laughs> this is the most interesting thing I found was that I was watching it. Aaron Wise was up six shots. Yeah, I saw that snapshot. Yeah. And um, I didn't I didn't check in on the tournament. Like I didn't check back until like that night. I like pulled up, pulled up that, right. and I saw it was three back, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that I find remotely interesting is that this guy. I mean, it happened again today. He just got. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Azinger was like a dog to a bone with that. Why is not not putting well? Uh, he just uh, pressure going pressure, on and on. Pressure. Well, when you can't putt. And these young guys, you got to work at. I'm telling you, when you just you don't have that mentality, that putt, you feel like it might leave you. Like he was a, just the whole time. That was that was his thing. He was gonna get on because there was nothing to talk about. Um, I do I do at least sympathize a little bit with him when it's a runaway. Yeah, like what do you talk about? Right. This should have been flexed out. I mean, they, I, I, I. Well, this is the thing. All right. It's okay to have an off week. It's perfectly fine to have an off week. You're talking about having no tournament, taking a week off the tour, or well, just I mean, the they tour just not- went on a crazy run. Whoever is the tournament that is after you have a WGC, elevated. an elevated status, the players, and then you have like nobody, and then like before that was, was- Riviera, and then you know, yep. it's just like. We've been on an onslaught. And a WGC after on a short week, on a two-day Wednesday starting the week after. Yeah, you're right. So this tournament just has no chance to succeed whatsoever. And in in a way, I think the tour's honestly doing the tournament 
disservice by hosting it at this date. And the sponsor is getting a shitty deal. Yeah. What's amazing, though, is like people are saying like they're done. It's toast. Like when I was doing the Flashback Friday research, it feels like this is its history. It's like people saying it's over. I mean, I'm talking 2000. Dudley no, Hart winning. it was great, though. I, it had it a run. so good. Ken Kennerly. Um, I, I know. It had a run there. But it's this. They just they screwed him with the schedule. I can't, There's no coming. Sure. You can't draw anybody. This is the easiest draw of all draws. Like half the tour lives here. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you are in a WGC that starts on Wednesday, you're probably not going to play this. And that right there is the top 64 in the world. Uh, maybe one or two will do it, like a Westie. Um, but especially after there was a WGC and elevated status and the players, the three weeks and Riviera, the four weeks preceding it, right, right. four weeks preceding it. You want to play all those events. And then the week after it, you want to play that event. And then it's the masters. Right. But I'm just saying that Honda, for some reason has stayed on as this title Why sponsor. We, was, can we start calling them Honda? Like <laughs> Anma? Honda. What have you started doing that in your neighborhood? Oh, Anda. you got the new Honda Accord. Honda. CRV. Honda. Started looking at you like you lost your marbles. But, you know, I just say this is its history. Honda has stayed with it for 20 years somehow. And this was, they were having this debate 20 years ago. I was reading these articles about Dudley Hart. Only six of the top 100 showed up and nobody plays and everybody hates the course. And, but it came back. I, I can't believe they stuck around. They're selling a lot of cars. What happened to the car sponsor on tour? You know? The prevalence? Is, of, there, there was a Buick. Nissan, a, Bu a couple Multiple Buicks, Buick. Cadillac. Cadillac. Sure. Honda. <laughs> There's a Mercedes. Did, uh, did Kapalua, Yeah, they right? did Kapalua. Yeah, yeah. You can have Every car. Now we got Genesis and Honda. Um, Workday, yeah, yeah Workday sells um, Hey, if the PGL succeeded and got everybody, is this what the tour would be look like this week? I mean, are you just toast? You know, I was thinking about like what this product was this week, and like if the PGL worked, is this what we would have had? We would have, you know, this, thirty this weeks. This minus Adam Scott and Sung J M, <laughs> and maybe Ricky. I mean, that wouldn't be good for the tour. That's what it felt like. Just, just, I don't, I don't know. It was dumb. Uh, what about Matt Jones? This is, again, not a comment on Matt Jones Who? at all. <laughs> Matt Jones? Um, <laughs> Matt Jones? <laughs> really good player. I. It seems like he probably plays well in the wind. But it just feels like if you're from Australia, they immediately go to that. Like it just uh, he he obviously does play well in the wind, but maybe it's like Rory. He hates to play in the in wind and rain. It, it's just it's like an easy talking point. Well, you know, he's from Australia, so he's just built to play in this wind. It's just like an easy. It's like saying I don't think it's that windy in Australia, is it? I don't know, but they do it every time. It's like Seve. You know, everybody friends from Spaniard. Well, he's got a little bit of Seve in him. Uh, but Matt Jones may, in fact, be a good win player. I just don't know if these guys know that before they immediately rush to judgment. But uh, you know what sucks for Matt Jones? What? When you Google Matt Jones, is it the quarterback from Arkansas and played for, for the Jaguars? Wikipedia. Yeah. If you Google Matt Jones Wikipedia, it goes actor, 
radio host, wide receiver, and then golfer. I mean, is that is that wrong? Who's the radio host? It's a good question. Matt Jones. Is that the guy in Kentucky? Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky. Sports Radio. Yeah, he he should be ahead of Matt Jones, the golfer. He, that guy's big time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt Jones, the receiver. I mean, I don't know. It's we're, it's not to put down the Aussie. I don't want the Aussies getting mad at us. It was a great, as many players said, round of the year, perhaps tied the course record, sixty-one. He's the guy who should have won it. We didn't need JB Holmes. We didn't need. You know, Aaron Wise. That was the only thing that could have made this tournament stinkier. JB. I mean, the pace of play disparity was amazing. The 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 tour was quick to point out uh, Jones' pace of play. Like this is a guy. This is kind of a feather in their cap, and they're sharing it on social. They had the timer, the stopwatch on him. He was, you know, when he goes to his ball, he's hitting it in under five seconds every time. Meanwhile, JB, we got. Bones getting on him. He's like, I gotta tell you, I just, I'm incredulous. I can't believe he hasn't pulled the club yet, given the weight that they just had on this hitting into this par five. He, he I, how does he not have a club? But you know, he's got to do his routine and all that. They try to walk it back. It was a significant disparity in pace of play. But you'd like to see the right guy win on that on that front, Matt Jones. Uh, yeah, it's good for him to win. It's you know, there. It's good one for thing him to he, win. I agree. He he thinks he's gonna have a big five years. Did you see this in the press conference? No, I saw he said something like, "If only if anybody beats me this week, they will have cheated." So he came in feeling confident, and he shot a sixty-one and won it. But what's the five-year so plan? He he wrote a piece of at the end of last year for somebody whoever asked the question about turning 40 in lockdown and how it drove you to have some serious conversations with the family about how much longer you potentially had in the game. What do those conversations look like now? Jones said, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a great win. It opens up a lot tournament-wise. This helps my world ranking. But, yeah, I mean, I've spoken to Adam Scott about this. We think we got five really good hard years ahead of us where we think we can do something special, and I think this sets me on a path where I could. So interesting. He turned 40. thinks he's got five good years. Yeah. Fantastic. So congrats well, to him. Well, he's got two, two on exemption. Second career win. Second. Uh, he hasn't played the Masters since he got in for winning Houston in 2014. But uh, deserved, Here's a question. deserved winner. 61. Yeah. Do, do you think Matt Jones' next win will come sooner than the seven years between these two wins? I thought you were going to say Ricky. Or, or longer? Is it going to be sooner, or is it going to take more time? I think it'll be longer. Between wins. You think he's done? Yeah. I've seen the, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm not trying to down him. It's hard to win on the tour. It's very hard. Um, I thought you were going to say sooner than Ricky. I didn't know where you were going with that. Um uh, that would be a drive-by shooting. Yeah, we don't want to do that. All right. I got another thing to talk about in this event somehow. I don't know how. What do you want to talk about? Is it a trap? No. They got to they gotta stop with that. They Just hammering. They just... They, it's just unfucking believable Just... You can't go 30 to, seconds without hearing it. 
But they had nothing to talk about. Like a, it's all people are thinking about all around. It's like, let me tell you something. If you talk to any sports psychologist, they tell all the players to stay in the present. The moment. Yeah. They're, they're like trained not to think about ahead. Yeah. Think ahead. Yeah. And what? Is, it's just three fucking hard holes. So what? <laughs> somebody asked. Somebody before the tournament. Somebody asked Lee Westwood to compare it to like the Green Monster and the the snake pit and he just seemed so offended by the premise of the entire question i think it was pga tour or somebody from the tour was asking and he's just like i i don't know they're hard we don't need to put names on everything yeah the bear trap was oh every third every third phrase was bear trap so i was thinking about this i think on saturday saturday morning as phil was just frolicking around do you think there's potential that he just like is done soon? Not not like this year, not next week, not imminent. I just don't. It's not saying he can't compete. He hits it. He's not like Larry Nelson and he shoots eighty five. But like Phil, like I just wonder what he's getting out of this and why. I know it's all revolves around him thinking he can compete at the Masters till he's maybe sixty, probably an Open Championship. This has to wear. It doesn't. It doesn't look fun. He can't have fun. That the way he's plays golf for his entire career, um, you know, crisscrossing every fairway and scrambling his ass off has to be draining. Has to be mentally exhausting. And the juices of at least being in contention were the redeeming and energizing part of that. And he is not anywhere close to that. And that's not to say he can't. He can't because he's still super talented and he can hang with all these guys. But I, it just has to be exhausting when you're never contending and still doing almost every hole, grinding your ass off to get back and play or make a par, or you're just making a double and exasperate. And you know, I, I just wonder where he's at mentally and why he's going to still do this aside from the Masters prep. And maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's all this is. He's not playing WGCs. I don't know. That's my thought. I mean, I think he's doesn't want to do it much longer. I, why would he have made all those rumors about the booth? I think he's waiting for a big, like Tony Romo contract. And I don't, I think he put that out there and I don't think, I don't think there's any money left in the networks because of the, because right, the tour took it all. And now the NFL, no money to pay for NFL's taking all the rest, much more substantially. Um, I don't. But that's I think that's honestly a thing is that I think he doesn't want to keep playing. I think that's why he's got the coffee and why he's got you know he's doing all this other stuff and why he put out there that he wanted to get in the while well, he's open to getting in the booth. The problem is there's only two places that broadcast golf, CBS and NBC, and neither of them bid. Yeah, but I th for now. think for now, for now, but he wants a... Who are they going to boot out of there? Mondo deal. I mean... who's Who would you boot out first? I don't... Hazinger uh, and Faldo. Oh, who would I personally? Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough choice. I mean... Right now? I think you asked me right now. I think Hazinger. I can't... Faldo's been not 
terrible. Is that? It's a hard job. I I that's I I said this three months ago. Feldo's better than Asinger. Just do you remember like when CBS finally was like, "All right, Phil Sims, you got it. Like, where where you got to go? All right, you can go to the yeah. studio." And then like Romo came in and just like Nance was a new man. The broadcasts were new, and it's just. That's what Phil could bring, I would think, right? It just really changed, yeah. elevate the entire tour. The tour should want that. Anyways, roundabout take, just pondering that Saturday morning. Like, he just has to hate this, trying to get back and play every hole, and not, but also not yeah, think about Think about being a top five player. Like, I think a, a lot of people go through this. It's something that I'm kind of going through at this point in my life, is that I just stink. Compare. I was. I used to be better, and I stink, and it's something that I have to accept. And imagine doing that when you are one of the five best players in the world, right? And now you're like one of the maybe 150 best players in the world. That's a big difference, and it probably sucks. It probably just is a shitty thing to go through. Right. I mean, he's got the speed. I don't think he won't win. I think he could win again. It just seems like much farther prospect nowadays all right that's it anything else on the honda classic the honda classic <laughs> can we talk about aaron wise yeah i mean the putting surrendered it was it was it was really really bad it was great for two rounds when he went 64 64 i must have watched that same exact five to ten minute stretch that you did we perfectly overlapped because i like flipped it on i was like holy shit where did he come from he's up six he had just made a big purdy putt yeah, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I turned it on later, and he—he uh, he was totally gone. Uh, and he four putted from what twenty-five feet. That was a big, yeah, big uh, on ten today. Yeah, that was a big one. Aggregators love that. But what? What do you want to talk about? He's extremely talented, but he can't putt. He's two hundred something in strokes gained putting. I think one the Nelson, but I just don't know if he could belongs in that group they keep throwing him in with like these young stars and stuff but i'm not sure he's there yet he's... you might have to take that up with smart and why is he include wise or not include wise and, and... He, he kind of he he screwed him by tweeting out that he was going to be the only two-time winner under 25 with you know hovland i think it was hovland and wolf maybe what's oh, Hov, hovland and who else? Morkow. Now, Morkow. Yeah, yeah Morkow. Morkow is under 25. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he uh, he might have... Uh, oh, he tweeted that on the weekend? Him. Yeah, he tweeted that on Saturday. Smartin. I think Smartin should be on paternity <laughs> leave. He's just tweeting Aaron Wise facts and stuff like that. <laughs> he texted me something just crazy. It's, it's like, what... <laughs> what golf? He just, golf he just had a base. Sort of obscurity? Golf Obscura? Yeah, it was the most obscure thing in the world. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was happy to get the text. Yeah. Oh, he was letting me know that if Fowler finishes somewhere around 35th, that he would overtake Luke Donald as the Honda's career money leader. Oh, my God. What's he... Playing around with that. How does he know that? He's got the database. He's he works for the tour. He probably got all the stuff. 
<laughs> Should be on paternity leave for God's sakes. Um, all right. You have anything else on the Honda? See. Aaron Wise, you want to talk about? You, you just, what about Mr. Florida, Chase Seifert? We're now reading do you, text do you from think, friends on, on there. I think that would be we, more fun. Do you think he would, uh, if if every tournament was played in Florida, do you think Chase Seifert would be a top 125 top 30, FedEx Cup player? Top 30 player? Could be. Top 30. Top 30 pushing it. Why is the tour championship? They throw that out like that's a threshold for everything. He's never made the tour championship, Matt Jones, but now he has a chance to. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. It gives you a bunch of perks. I mean, getting yeah, getting you to, yeah. getting to the tour championship is pretty good. That, that means, you know, yeah. barometer of how you your season, unless you're Heath Slocum. I'm just not thinking about it in March. Unless um, Seifert. Well, that could be a Vijegas. Came up short on his major medical. He needed a T third or better this week to satisfy the uh, major medical. So he he, he did he finished eighth. So he got into that one twenty six to one twenty five bucket. Okay, okay. So he's got essential, effectively conditional status. Okay, very exciting. That's that's about all I got. You didn't get over there to watch it, huh? You can go over to PC. Thankfully, no, no. Thankfully. All right. At the magical. Ca- what would I have done? What would you have told me to do? I don't I know. Outside? I would go people watching. Tell me what you saw of the 20% <laughs> or 10% people in there. I'm sure you could still find some, some fun stuff, but I, I don't, I don't know. Go hug the bear statue. Get a picture with the bear. That's about all I tell you to do. I, I don't know what, what do you think the you. bear could give me COVID? The statue? the statue. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't think it's a surface thing anymore. I'm not sure, though. Jack made an appearance on the broadcast. He was talking, chatting on the on the broadcast. I thought he was done being associated with this event once it kind of got sort of jammed in the schedule. But no, he was there. Uh, all right. On the Magical Kenya Open, presented by Johnny Walker, which was not on TV until Sunday. They didn't say what shipment company, but the cables... All the cameras, all the equipment, nobody got, nothing got there. We didn't get any coverage. We had re, you know, uh, tape delay or, you know, rewound Abu Dhabi coverage on Thursday, Friday, Saturday even. Sunday we got a little bit because they're turning around and playing the Kenya Savannah Classic Tuesday. Uh, but Justin Harding is your winner. I got, they were saying over there, they were telling the players and caddies like on Saturday, like, just be aware they're gonna be laying cables. Stuff finally showed up. Like you know, there's gonna be commotion, nuisance out there. Watch the watch the construction of the TV sort of infrastructure. But uh, it'll be going up while you're playing on Saturday. But Justin Harding wins it. Kurt Kitayama tried his very best, made a push, got to 19 under. But uh, Harding holds him off. Harding's you know legit, very talented player. Showed well at the 2019 Masters, and now he has another European Tour win. What did Katsia do? Katsia's yeah. 16th. He had he had a good last round. Fantastic. George Katsia. Do you have anything else in the Magical Kenya Open? Kind of a no, disaster. I'm... It's not on TV. That's a big embarrassment for the European Tour, the shipment company, the broadcaster, whoever's in the world feed whoever's in charge of doing that that's that's not yeah okay. i mean they don't get to blame Fed, fedex either like uh colin morikawa did on the spread shirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right wonder who was handling it, dhl or 
Definitely wasn't the boys in brown. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty inexcusable. If that, if that happened, obviously in America or any other, another tour, like they would be hollering. The European tour should be bigger than that. And I don't, I don't know. It's not necessarily their fault. It could be the TV, but that, that's an absolute disaster. Um, hey, one thing: if the tour took a week off after the players. Do you think that would actually kind of make the players feel like a bigger event? Yeah, I do. And why even bother if it's going to be first, second round of the tournament? I know sometimes the players lands on the week of the tournament, or it has, I think. I think when Rory won, it was up against the tournament. But I do think taking a week off, that's another way they could kind of Mickey Mouse it and just uh, play to their own brand play their own championship they could kind of we're the only one that has a week off manipulate the schedule to elevate because it's so so important yeah the masters they don't have a week off is that they can get the media the media would get behind them you know because we'd get a week off (laughs) it's it's something to ponder i mean i'm sure then you'd have Roger Sloan yelling honestly, about playing opportunities. Honestly, I'd schedule a vacation every single every single year the week after the players. I would come to the man. players probably... and schedule it yeah, somewhere on hang... Florida Beach or something. Yeah. Right? Maybe you could just hang out on Ponte Vedra Beach. You know, you're already at the beach uh, when you're there. I don't want to be compromised. Hang out at the Love Plant. I don't want to be turned by the counter. You already are turned. We, we discovered that last week when you said the players was a major. Uh, I said it might be a major, I think. Uh, Oral Bob. Holy shit. Breaking news. Oral Bob beats Florida, 81-78. Come, Oral Bob! Come the second 15th seed to reach men's sweet 16. Florida Gulf Coast and Oral Bob, two quite different cultures, I'd have to imagine. Uh, the religious school in Tulsa and, I don't know, the, the beach school in, in Florida Gulf Coast, wherever that was, Fort Myers. Oral Bob, incredible. Breaking news here. <laughs> Moving into the second weekend. Well, I think they were the four Unbelievable. seed. I think they were the four seed in their conference tournament. I don't even think they were like stout in their in their conference, but congrats. Um, amazing. Oral Bob, making it further than my line eye. So anyways, yeah, that's, let it be written. No, no more, no tournaments the week after the players now. All right, elsewhere, we did the Magical Kenya Open. The Chitty Matcha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistress. Bobby Diaz, Roberto Diaz, nips uh, Peter Uline, who charged. Diaz, I think, had the 54-hole lead, held on, shot a 68 to beat Peter Uline by a shot. It's his first win on the Cord Ferry Tour. His first win has not won on the PGA Tour. Will probably have his card. He's projected to go ninth, so we're looking at somebody who will be on the coming to the big tour full time. Uh, congrats to Bobby Diaz. Did you watch any of the Chitty Machia Louisiana Open presented by Mistress? No, did you? No. So clips on, Why not? clips on Twitter. That's all I'm relegated to. We were stuck with Bear Trap, Bear Trap, Bear Trap. There's nothing we can... Steven Yeager, you'll be surprised to hear, top five did on the corn, the greatest corn fairy tour player of all time. Guy is like... That's wrong. Nick Flanagan's the greatest corn fairy tour player of all time. I I think I forgot his name last time you made that claim, but I remember Nick Flanagan is the best Corn Ferry Tour player of all time. Do you know, you know how in baseball they have like the classic like four A player, like a guy who's like 
you know, better than AAA, but just kind of a fringe. Rarely yeah. making it. I think that may be Steven Yeager. Like, really good. Really, really, really good. One of the best in the world at the thing he does. But an extreme, too good for the Corn Ferry Tour, but can't, like, fully get out of it. He's very good. He's always in the top ten. Um, you know, did you see the picture of Jaeger with his trophy? No. Jaeger or Diaz? Uh, Diaz. No. Diaz. No. He's wearing like a like a ratty white polo that's a, got a mobile lo- logo on it. The gas? Like the, the gas the station. Oil? I have to send this to you. You got to see this thing. It's unbelievable. Hey, I'm on Twitter right now. The PGA Tour just tweeted the Oral Bob beat Florida. And you know Florida's mascot, right? Yeah, the Gator. Tour used Cody Gribble slapping the Gator's tail. Reheated that Aww. video. <sighs> Reheated that. The catnip. For Oral Bob, unbelievable. Getting in on the moment. Do you think they'll get a quote from Billy Ho, Florida Gator? Oh, yeah, you might be pissed. They may have to take that tweet down. The Tom Cryer. Check out that picture I just sent you. It's not that ratty. I think that's kind of a nice style. It looks... It's pretty ratty. Looks like he just won the club How about the mobile logo? He's not. He can't be sponsored by mobile. I mean, it would appear that he is, in fact, sponsored by mobile. Given I don't the giant think he ass is. logo I, logo on his. I think that he got. I think he just had this shirt. I don't think he's sponsored by mobile. I'm calling it his bluff. Is mobile? It's Exxon Mobile, right? Yeah. I'm so confused. There's no way a corn fairy tour of players. Sponsored by mobile gas stations. Well, it's an oil company. But what are they getting out of it? Huh. That's interesting. What other gas stations? There's no way. I think that he just has this gas station shirt. I mean, Marathon. Which I'm cool with. (laughs) He bought at the gas station? Marathon Oil sponsors some LPGA players. I think Stacey Lewis, among others. Mobile. All right, I I like the look. He's got the, he's got the top two buttons undone. He's letting it loose, letting it fly. Looks like he just won the club championship. Congrats to Roberto Diaz for winning the Chitty Matcha Louisiana Bob Diaz Louisiana Open presented by Mistress. Okay, anything else in the world of golf that that you saw? Uh, hey, congrats, Sahith uh, uh, Thigala. Sorry, what did he do? Twister. T19, so he gets in another start. Fantastic. He was, he was the Haskins Award winner yep. last year. Kind of rough way to start your professional career in a pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. Not a lot of easy access to a lot of things. So. News. Brooks Kepka had knee surgery. That's all I got. Masters, he doesn't know. So, uh, scoped or something. I, you know. He's kind of sucking everything he can out of it. Hey, I'm not saying he's Jason Day. I just hear a lot about his injuries. He's very, not a fake injury. He's in fact hurt. Sounds like something happened. He's with his family. He messed up his knee. I don't know. But yeah, Matt Masters seems in doubt, which sucks. Seems like he was really coming back, you know, with uh, the win in Phoenix. He's just just had a pretty good run there after a ho-hum stretch. 
Uh, I have no reaction to it, though. It would be great to see him full go at Augusta National, but that seems highly unlikely. Uh, let's let's. Do you want to do a read for Bixby Coffee? Sure. BixbyCoffee.com shotgun start blend. Uh, it is roasted, shipped, gets to your de- doorstep maybe within a within three to five days. Certainly within the week. I have. They're doing this like gala for my kids' school, but it's all you know virtual. And one of the prizes or something you bid on is like the coffee lovers basket. And my wife's like, we should donate some bags to that. Like you could kind of help build that basket out. It's like, eh. I mean, I like to keep such separation of the podcast life or my work life and my real life. And I don't want my kid. I don't want, you know, she wants me to put a bag of Westy Island and there's this bearded man in a fig leaf on it. It was SGS. I don't know. Some parent, like nobody's going to know what that means. I've tried to like steer my wife clear of having to me contribute coffee to this gala prize or whatever it is. But um, anyways, if you would like it, for coffee lover yourself, you can go to BixbyCoffee.com or you can buy it at Fried Egg Pro Shop. This is what great way to support the podcast. If you love the podcast and you want to support us, subscribe to coffee. Just get, get your coffee from us. We may have some exciting developments coming with them too, as well. Maybe some new, yeah. new, newish products. So very excited. Still talking to the Bixby boys about that. All right, thanks to Bixby for supporting since day one. I saw somebody suggested. I'm sorry that I didn't remember who suggested this. That we should have the magical Kenya um, blind. That is pretty good. <laughs> that would have been fun. What's in it? Magic, magic dust. Well, you could really <laughs> get creative dust. with that. Yeah, some Kenyan Kenyan beans. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Masters Fact of the Day, then we'll get out of here. This comes to us via listener, friend of the program, Sandy Smith, who is a Canuck. He's to the north of us, uh, I believe the Vancouver area, British Columbia. I Sandy say. Smith. Sandy Smith. But what's the name of the, the good English amateur golfer? Sandy Scott? I'm not sure. Not sure. But Sandy Smith is a longtime listener. He's a he's a golf tragic, uh, absolutely been deep in the game for a long time. He sends us a Mo Norman tale uh, for when he went to Mo. Mo Norman. Obviously, probably a Sandy Scott's the Scott the Scottish golfer. Okay, probably a flashlight down the line. Mo Norman, maybe a spotlight. Maybe a spotlight. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff on Mo Norman. Anyways, this is. Written by Tim O'Connor, monorman.org. He's got his own website. When Mo Norman played Augusta. In January 56, the Canadian amateur golf champion was working at a bowling alley in Kitchener, Ontario. Kitchener. He's working at a bowling alley. Mo Norman was the fastest pin setter anyone had ever seen at the Strand. So this is old school. You got to run out there and set the pins. Bowling, uh, us... Millennials, all we've ever known really is the automated machines, right? They always get jammed and stuff, but they'd have guys run Mm -hmm. out there and set the pins. Well, most of his amateur competitors thought it was a big joke. Joke, The job didn't phase Mo. He needed money so he could play tournaments in the summer and finance his upcoming trip to his first ever Masters. Mo said he was shaking a leaf when he received his invitation signed by Bobby Jones. So were members of the Royal Canadian Golf Association. They were afraid something bizarre would happen when Norman got to Augusta, and they were right. Today, 
people probably would say Norman had Asperger's syndrome. He was often compared to the Dustin Hoffman character in the film Rain Man due to his odd ways and savant-like character. He spoke in a high-pitched, sing-song voice, repeated himself, quote, miss him quick, miss him quick, was excruciatingly shy, a social misfit, and had snuggled teeth that resembled a jack-o'-lantern. He also had photographic memory, was a whiz at math, and wore mismatched clothes, often in need of washing. J.B. Holmes. He wore wore a montage of colors that had no relevance to each other, said Irv Lightstone, his close friend. His eccentricities drove Canadian golf authorities crazy, and he failed the show for trophy presentations, would sell the first place prize before the tournament started, and lie down in fairways to protest slow play. Oh, that's that's a man after my heart. Yep, yep. But he also, of course, had the supernatural ability to hit golf balls with precision and consistency using this homemade swing that defied every sacred tenet of instruction. Um, in the two months before the 56 Masters, he went through the Southeast U.S. with Lightstone and Ken Jacobs, another hotshot uh, Canadian am. They often competed against you know Bill Campbell, Billy Joe Patton, top American amateurs. When he finally got to Augusta, he found it hard to believe he was in a field of the world's best players, such as Hogan's need to merit Sarazen. We met. I played 45 holes a day. I was running around there. You don't get this chance every day. <laughs> 45 holes of preparation, like just to play it. Unbelievable. Imagine like it's a big golf course to walk to. That's unbelievable. There are some stories about Norman that the Masters have become part of the folklore surrounding him. One has him that uh, one has an outraged Clifford Roberts allegedly chasing after Mo in the first practice round, thundering that he had to take a caddy. But apparently, they said it never happened. Augusta members provided with them uh, provided him with a caddy at the week for no cost. It's also been reported this is folklore. He slept on benches in the or in Augusta Nationals bunkers. They also said this is you know, bunk, and he actually just stayed in the crow's nest. Uh, during the first round, so his first round, his first ma- Masters, he pured the ball, but he couldn't handle the greens. Maybe like a thick boy, thick boyfriend we have now. Three putting six times. Uh, you would have thought he would have learned them in all those practice rounds. After two rounds, his first Masters, he was 18 shots behind the leader Ventura, Venturi. Uh, so he set off for the range, and he caught the eye of Sam Sneed. Mo said Sneed watched him for a while, then offered some advice. You're coming down way too steep on the ball with your lawn iron. So he's, don't hit down or try to force it. Hit it like a nice three-wood and sweep it. So Lightstein, Lightstone, his buddy, watched Sneed talk to Mo and then walked away to catch some action on the course. This is great. When he returned to the range about four hours later, it was dark, but Mo was still hitting balls. So four plus hours, Sneed went and talked to him. Sounds sounds like a thick boy we know. And he just hit balls for over four hours. <clears throat> and he was or so, how Tang Lee. He was just ecstatic with with uh, Sneed's advice and just wanted to hit. But his hands were so blistered, red and raw. The next morning, they looked like a hamburger. Allegedly, the left thumb had split it's kind open. Of a gross visual. Yeah, the left thumb split open. So in the third round. He was paired with Vic Gezi, and uh, on the ninth hole, after putting out, he withdrew. Said, I can't go on. I can't hold the club. 
He practiced his hands raw and withdrew on Saturday. Uh, and this, of course, the Canadian amateur authorities were like so freaked out. They thought they were going to ruin like Canada's reputation with the Masters forever. They heard about his WD. They were like, I told you so. This was going to happen. Now we're never going to be invited back to Augusta National again. But uh, you know, he did get invited back. Mo Norman got invited back then, in 1957. Then, missed the cut. Then Mike Weir came along. Then Mike Weir. And all Canadian hope was... So that's a little bit about Mo Norman. Finally, Canada gets in. He hits so he plays forty five holes a day. Hits so many balls on Friday night into the dark, and then his hands are too raw. He has to WD on Saturday afternoon. So your Masters fact of the day: a Canadian uh, special. All right, good. Good. We'll be back next week's going to be a better week. What are we doing with match play starting Wednesday? Do we care? I don't know. I think we might have to record tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe we just post it earliest Tuesday. You can listen to it Tuesday. Nothing we do or say like is that time sensitive, right? I think people are really waiting for our picks. They've been so <laughs> that's good. That's what I'm saying. Who, that's the only thing. Nobody gives a shit. All right. I think I, I, people are hanging on their edge of their seat for your picks. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on probably Tuesday afternoon.